What is going on, guys? Welcome to Hustle to the Huddle Podcast. I am your host, Matt Amston, a.k.a. Matty Ice, a.k.a. Stat Matt. Woo-wee! It is Turkey Week, baby. Turkey Week, Turkey Day is my favorite day of the year. You get to eat tons of great food, watch some good football games. Man, best day of the year coming up. Today we're going to review College Football Week 12 and the NFL Week 11. There was a ton of good games. We'll talk about some rookie quarterbacks. We'll talk about the Philadelphia Eagles. And of course we'll have a Turkey Day preview. So to review College Football Week 12, all the games I've previewed end up being super good games. Coastal Carolina um, stays undefeated, beating App State 34-23. Grayson McCall, he's a good quarterback. He had two passing and a rushing touchdown. Oklahoma killed the Cowboys, of the Cowgirls of Oklahoma State. Michigan barely beat Rutgers in overtime. Harbaugh, it's time to go, my friend. Love you there, but it's time to move on. Indiana Hoosiers fell short of Ohio State. The final score was 42-35. to Ohio State was turning the ball over early and often. Indiana Hoosiers made a, come, or made a push in the second half. Michael Penix uh, Jr. made it a game. He had five touchdowns in the, in the second half. Four were to the Hoosiers and one to West, uh, Ohio State. He threw a pick six. Without that pick six, his 0-5 worst start in team history ever. Northwestern is 5-0. Who expected that? Not me. Tennessee beat Baltimore in overtime. It was supposed to be a revenge game for Baltimore. And their playoff hopes last year, Harbaugh and uh, Harbaugh and Vrabel, John before the game at midfield. Dallas beat Minnesota in Minnesota. Andy Dalton's first game back, they looked good. They stopped. They stopped Dalvin Cook, and they actually established the run with Zeke. And he needs to have more hundred-yard games if they want to win. Sunday night football, man. What a great game. Kansas City going into Las Vegas. So exciting to watch the Vegas Raiders play in Vegas on a Sunday night, prime time. Great views of the strip. And teams performed outstanding. Derek Carr, what a great game for him. He's really hitting his stride with John Gruden as coach. He's throwing the ball down the field. They look good. They're a real team. Patrick Mahomes is amazing. He's amazing. If I had to choose one quarterback for a fourth quarter comeback, Mahomes. Over Brady, over Manning, Mahomes. He just goes down there and makes it look so, so easy. It's incredible to watch. Of course, he has a great coach in Andy Reid. He's drawing up those plays. I just wish I could see him for a full four quarters, see what, what damage they could do. Let's talk some rookie quarterbacks. So, in the preview, I said, the last episode, the preview of NFL Week 11, I said that Denver was going to beat Miami. Miami's on a five-game win streak. Two is looking good. Going to Denver. Denver sucks this year. It should be a walk in the park. Nope. Matty Ice called it. Stat Matt called it. Denver upset the Miami Dolphins. Flores benched. 
to a Tonga Valoa. What? Oh, no, he got hurt. They took him out because he got hurt. No, Flores straight up said he benched Tua. Tua looked like he never played in 40-degree weather before. Big whoop, it's 40 degrees. Not every place is nice and sunny down there like it is in Miami. Fitzmagic came in and almost put some Fitzmagic up in the Mile High Stadium. Last drive, drives him down, throws a pick. That's Ryan Fitz, Fitzpatrick. He's a gunslinger. He'll live and die by his pass. Then in Cincinnati, you have the terrible news about Joe Burrow um, tearing his ACL, MCL, some other ligament damage. It's looking like to me a 9-12 to 12 month recovery, so he might not even be the starter for the 2021 season. It's really sad to see him go down. He's doing so good. He plays for the Bengals. You guys ever buy a, a nice car and get some car insurance on it just in case anything happens? Well, the Cincinnati Bengals need to get some car insurance for their sweet brand new car. Car insurance being offensive linemen. He needs a line. When he has a line, then the run game can get established. Joe Mixon's a good running back. Tank the rest of the season, get some draft picks, and build the team around Joe Burrow and the Bengals will be good again. They did it once with Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton had some good teams in Cincinnati. Let's not forget, went to playoffs multiple years in a row. The Bengals can do this. Justin Herbert beat the New York Jets in pretty good fashion. He threw 49 passes, completing 37 of them, 366 yards, three touchdowns, and 116 quarterback rating. Justin Herbert, he looks nice. He's one good offensive-minded coach away, aggressive, progressive coach. If the Chargers owner can break down and pay a decent coach some decent money, they're right there too. And they're in LA. That's a big market. Go for the go for it, man. Spend that extra cash. Go throw some cash money at Urban Meyer. Guarantee you. You can get a Super Bowl with Urban Meyer. Throw whatever whatever number he wants. You have the money. Go throw it at him. Do you guys ever feel like you need to change your scenery? You just feel like you're doing the same thing over and over again and nothing's coming out of it. Nothing, you're not progressing. You wake up, eat the same breakfast, go to the same 9-to-5 job that you don't really like. It pays the bills. So you're just going to keep on doing it. You think you could do better, but it's not worth the effort. Well, I think there's a couple big names in football that could use a change of scenery. Let's start at the collegiate level. Old Jim Harbaugh. Jim. Jimmy. James. Jimothy. Harbaugh needs to go. He needs to go to the NFL Maybe he should be the one that goes to the Chargers. I don't know. But he needs to go to the NFL and get his mojo back and shouldn't go back to college. He did good at Stanford. Then he went to the 49ers, did good there. Then he left the 49ers to go back to Michigan. He's a Michigan guy. He just hasn't really produced there. He hasn't done what they brought him in to do. And that's the unfortunate part. I really like Harbaugh. I mean, his best quarterback... Shit, I can't even remember his name. 
Regardless, Harbaugh needs to needs to move on. He barely beat the Rutgers. The Rutgers are arguably the worst team in the Big Ten Conference, and he had to beat him in overtime. It's not a good look. It is not a good look for Harbaugh. Now, the person that needs a, a change of a change of scenery, <clears throat> a person that needs a change of scenery in the NFL is Carson Wentz of the Philadelphia Football Eagles. You guys realize that Philadelphia is like one of the biggest sports towns, sports cities in the United States. That's all I talk about is sports there. And Carson is in the headlines every single week. People are calling for him. They're calling for his job. Eagle fans are the fans that if they think you're doing bad, they will boo you at your own stadium. That's Eagles fans. They'll tell you what you don't want to hear. They want Carson gone. There's a statue of Nick Foles for Pete's sake. Why would Carson want to go to his job seeing another, the quarterback that replaced him, to come in and win the Super Bowl for him? Carson was having an outstanding year that year. And then they won the Super Bowl with Nick Foles. Frank Reich left, and it's all gone downhill from there. Carson needs to move on. That being said, <laughs> the Eagles will win on Monday Night Football in Philadelphia against the Red Hot Seattle Seahawks. Calling it. Hot take. That Alright guys, enough of this boring sports talk. Let's, uh, let's talk some money. Who does not like money? I don't know. Crazy people, right? So let's just talk some some of the Thursday in mind, then I'll go over my picks. So at 10.30, so let's just go over the, the Thursday games. We'll just uh, preview them, and then after I preview all three, then I'll give out my picks. 12.30 Eastern, Houston is going to Detroit, where Houston is a... Two and a half point favorite, and the over under is set at 51 and a half. Seems kind of like a high total. I feel like there might, oh, it's hard to say. I feel like they're trying to make me take the, begging me to take the under, but we'll see. Then at the 4.30 Eastern slot, you got the Washington football team taking on the Dallas Cowgirls. Cowboys, whatever you prefer. Dallas is a three and a half or three point favorite, and the over under is set at forty six and a half. And when it comes to this game, you're talking about two quarterbacks who have made a living off just being game managers: Alex Smith and Andy Dalton, managing the game, checking it down, handing it off, not taking big risks. Both, I'd say, are successful, but just your your average, your average game manager. Nothing too special. The main matchup in this, I feel like, is to be Dallas's offense versus Washington's defense. Washington's defense is first in the NFL in passing, uh, allowing passing yards, while Dallas's offense is seventh in passing yards and fourth in total total yards. I think if they get Zeke going. He needs to have more 100-yard games this year. They gave him a boatload of money. He hasn't produced. So get Zeke the ball. 
feed Zeke on, on the feast day, turkey day, and uh, open up with play action. They got awesome talent at the wide receiver position. You got Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup, all all super good. And you also got that Dalton Schultz tight end. And it looked like him and Andy had a good connection on Sunday. And then 8.20 Eastern time, the Baltimore Ratbirds. <clears throat> that was disrespectful, excuse me. The Baltimore Ravens take on my undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers. Boy, what a game this is going to be. Prime time. The Steelers are wearing their color rush jerseys. It's Thanksgiving. I don't know if you guys remember, but the last time the Steelers and Ravens played on Thanksgiving, correct me if I'm wrong, it might have just been a Sunday night, but Mike Tomlin was standing on the sideline when Jacoby Jones was taking that kick all the way back and the Steelers got fined and penalized and it was one of the key moments in the game, honestly. But there's been, I think, nine total Ravens. I think four of them were staffers and five players have tested positive for the COVID. The game is still on. It should be still on. The NFL needs to say enough is enough. You're not just have to sign some practice squad players or something. We're not stopping for no one. The NFL is not stopping for anyone. And in years past, people have criticized Mike Tomlin for being a loose coach or a player's coach doesn't really have the, the strict mentality that Bill Belichick has. Guess how many COVID uh, games Bill had to mess up versus Mike Tomlin. Bill had to postpone a game. Mike Tomlin has not. Mike Tomlin, the Steelers have had some positive cases, but they did them the way the NFL has made them. They followed the guidelines and the protocols. So what if the Ravens haven't? Who cares? That's their own fault. Anyways, enough of my rant. But the Steelers are, I think it's up to five, maybe five and a half uh, point favorite. But I got them at four. And I believe even like a week or two ago, they were at uh, two, minus two and a half. But it's at four and a half, and the total set at 44 and a half. So I'm going to do a six pack of all three games. I'll bet the, the line and then the total as well. So here's a six-pack of Matty Ice, Thanksgiving style. So we'll start in the morning. I like Houston minus 2.5, and, and I like the over 51.5. I think both offenses are going to be throwing the ball downfield. Matt Stafford has an arm. He should be getting his uh, weapons back in Galladay. I think the final score would be 28-24. That's only 52, but that's still over 51.5. Take that to the bank. Then we got Washington at Dallas. I like Dallas. I always bet on Dallas on Thanksgiving. Last year they burned me. But I'll take Dallas minus 3. And I'll also take the over. Uh, the Washington offense is going to be able to score. And the Dallas' offense will be able to score. Lots of points on the board. I see it's going over. 46 and a half very easily. Then Baltimore and Pittsburgh. Of course, I'm going to take my Steelers minus four and a half. I also like the over 44 and a half. The Steelers, they've been putting up big numbers every single week. They're, let's see, so they're 10 and 0. I think they're 8 and 2 against the spread. I don't know the stat. 
come on, stat man. I don't know uh, their the record on the over under, but they have been covering the spread a lot this year, so I'm gonna take them. So we got Houston minus two and a half in the over, Dallas minus three in the over, and Pittsburgh minus four and a half in the over. A lot of chalk. Lay the points. Bet the over. I love the over. Well, guys, that's going to wrap it up for this um, Turkey Day preview. Subscribe. Tell your friends. Rate. Review. Tell your friends. Tell your friends and tell some friends. Let's get this thing booming, man. As soon as we get booming, I can start putting out prizes and swag and the whole nine yards. But thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. And... Uh, I'll be back shortly, I guess you could say.